Welcome to episode 173 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 173 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom, Bevan James. How's it going, mate? Sensational. I'm losing my voice. Oh dear. Thank but you. you haven't got a cup of water for yourself? No, I have. I put it down mm. there. Just so I spell always it. spell it too. Mm. Every week, don't I? Every week. Every week I spell it. Mm. Alright guys, so uh, I Am Talk is brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com I probably need some right now. I'm a bit disorientated. And? <laughs> um, Athlinks.com I should say that. Athlinks.com. Yeah, that's what your job. You shut, shut a- up. Athlinks.com. Uh, get on there for social networking for endurance athletes. And trybuys.com. Trybuys.com. Get on there for all the great deals, shipping and all the good stuff. It's been a big week, John. I'm off to Australia on Sunday. Big week. <laughs> I'm a little bit stressed. and And Stress. we've met this interview happening with Philip Graves and just realised he didn't send me through his phone number. Mm. So that's not good. So if you're listening, Philip, please send us through your phone number. <laughs> yeah, we might have, might have him on the show, otherwise it's going to be a short one. It's going to be a short one, so we'll just wait and see. So this, this show and this week's show, what have we got happening? We've got uh, news, age group of the week, webs of the week, interview, interview with Philip Graves. Hopefully. Hopefully, fingers crossed, and questions and answers. So bear yeah. in mind we are uh, recording this early, so we won't have any results this week's show. No. So um, we're actually recording on a Friday. We normally record on a Tuesday in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and uh, they won't get that till normal time next week. But that's right. Yeah. But anyway, so news is brought to you by xtry.com. Check it out for the latest news, reviews, interviews with the stars, and pictures of John and I. You see that one this week on oh, xtry. Yeah, yeah. We're looking through. hot. Yeah. Check right. it out xtry.com. Checks, mate. Get on it. You'll be loving it. Right. Yeah. Coming up this weekend, we've got uh, a number of non-WTC iron distance races. Some uh, some good ones. Got the Extreme Man, which is a fairly well-established race in Hungary on every year. This year, they've got record entries: 364 individuals and 350 teams. So wow. often you wouldn't associate Hungary with triathlon, but they have a World Cup, World Cup uh, race there in Tisavakia. So I can't pronounce that properly, but that's been going for a good 15 years. So pretty well established there. And uh, what's, what's yeah. a good number? You know, like, what's a number where you get to the point where you think? It's a good sort of race. You know, like when you turn up and there's 20 people there. You well, know? I think if you get to 500, economically, then it becomes, starts becoming sensible. But I think the thing is they've got 360 individuals, which is not bad. Yeah. But then they've got 350 teams. That's and, where you make your money, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So I think... Uh, I was talking to someone the other day, they were talking about the coast to coast. And like for the team now, the entry is over 1300 no, like 1400 bucks. Oh, something. yeah. Yeah. Really? So people pay it. People keep on coming back year after year. Oh, um, wow. So it is expensive. Um, so, but hey, got to, they've got to make a buck somehow. They're making more than a buck, I think, if you're judging 1300 bucks a team. But anyway, next up, what have we got? We've got the first, I'm pretty sure this is the first time they've ever had this, the Como Lake Man, and um, it's held at Bellagio. Yeah. You heard of Bellagio? Is it a casino or something? Yeah, well, it's, it's on the shores it's in, of Lake... It's in Las Vegas. It is. The yeah. Bellagio. It is. It's, is that the one where, when you go inside and the roof looks like the sky? Uh, the Bellagio is the one, it may do, it's the one which has a huge big fountain show out the front of it. So oh, it's got like the fountains yeah. to music, and it's awesome. They've got one that's like like the Riviera. No, that's uh, is it the Riviera? That's Little Venice. Yeah, something like that. Have you been that one? Yeah, yeah in the roof. Yeah, and it's moving color. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Anyway, Como Lake Man. If you want a scenic one, did you win? Uh, haven't did you been win there in Vegas. Yeah, by much? Yeah. No, 
I was up to 160 US. Nice. Yeah. Back to the Como Lake, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to pan. Because if Phil doesn't turn up, we're in trouble. Uh, we'll be fine. <laughs> uh, it should be a very awesome scenic race. Lake Como really? is really touristy, and it's touristy because it's just such a beautiful part of Italy. So, You've been there? Uh, I haven't been to there, but I've seen the pictures, and it looks wicked. Okay, it nice. looks like quite a challenging little bike course. You've got one, one good climb, uh, two-lap course, and then four-lap run course. So if you're looking for a cool, different event to do next year, that looks like a real cracker. And a Limburg 226. And that one's in Belgium. And again, I think that might be the first time they're holding that race. So uh, plenty of new races coming up. And we've also got the Ironman. Yeah, it's I think it is. Ironman, which is in uh, Ireland. Again, another new iron distance race. I think old Hal, Hal Tao's racing over there. Oh, is he? Um, he's got a couple of other challenges there. And they've got a little bit of prize money up. New race. Yeah, I'm trying, trying really hard to get some good pros here. I remember he said, us, the organiser sent me through an email. Here we go. Mm. Eon. Oh, yep. yeah. He said through and he said basically they're trying to get some pros and they're trying to make it a triathlon festival type of thing. And so it's a new race, and obviously, but they're, they're really good at promoting it. And so if you're kind of in that part of the world, they're doing a long, a middle, and an Olympic and sprints of distances all day. Nice. On the same day. Plenty of entertainment. Yeah, it'd be good. I think you've got to do that if you're going to do a small race, aren't you? Oh, a totally. new race, so you've got to do yeah. everything, eh? I yeah. know the Limburg, the Limburg 226 in Belgium, they've also got a half there, and that's, that's the way you've got to do it and, and build it up over time and, and make it a real festival of triathlons. So. Got a whole lot of 70.3s happening, John. Got the, the one in Germany in uh, Weisbaden, I think it is. Uh, yeah. And I think yeah, a lot of the athletes these days are going to start using these 70.3s now as build-up for Kona. We're sort of getting into the, the Kona build-up phase, so we may see a few of the iron distance athletes sort of hitting it out there. Yep, nice. Okay, then other news. Chrissy was beaten in the uh, 5-4-3-0 Boulder Triton. Now, that's the one that WTC actually took over. Yeah, they're taking over next year. Is it next year they're taking yeah. over, is it? So, uh, yeah, we saw this on Slow Twitch. It was uh, after the news that she's no longer with um, Simon Lessing. Oh, it went downhill Simons. from there, didn't it, John? It did. You know, Simon's probably going, aha, you should listen to me. But um, to be fairness, the, the girl who beat her, Julie Dibbins, had an outstanding race. Set broke uh, the course record by quite a margin. Chrissy Wellington also broke the course record, um, which was held by Sam McGlone. So I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, you know, she may just have been using it. Chrissy may have just been using it as a training race. It's also at altitude. Um, she may not race quite so well at altitude. So she was still way ahead of the other girls. And Julie Dibbins is, is a very solid athlete. Typically, she's been a fantastic swim biker, not so strong on the run, um, but maybe she just had a, had a good run that day and picked it up. <clears throat> I think Julie Dibbins probably got top 10 as well. Yeah, she would have been right right up there. I'm fascinated it isn't a stronger field. <clears throat> yeah, well, I don't You know, like you think that Boulder, you know, <clears throat> you all bloody triathletes live there. A race like this would be an easy day just out training or, you know, that you use it as a you know, race to do. And, you know, oh. there's no... Rockstar, though. I would have, I would have agreed with that. Yeah. So Timothy O'Donnell was uh, took out the men's race three forty five from Tyler Butterfield and Leon Griffin. So not a bad field. David Thompson there in fourth. So not not a bad field. But but as we've said, there's a lot of guys training up there. And, and so it's funny distances, isn't it? What's that? Is it because it, it's, it's a miles? Is, it, is it a half? It's yeah. a half Ironman. Okay. Yeah. So it's a pretty fast race. It's pretty solid. But yeah. Yeah, the thing is, you're at altitude, so uh, probably likely that you're going to be slower on the run um, because you know, you're going to be sucking in all the verified air. Um, but on the bike, you're significantly faster because uh, you just go faster at altitude. Why? Because there's less resistance. Air, le- yeah, less resistance, less uh, air density. I don't know if the air density is the right word. but um, Good wing it out to that. You go fast on the bike up there. But that's probably... Nullified by the the slowness on the, um, he on the run. He has an email to you, Bevan. It's a it's a sign of your disorganisation. <laughs> I shouldn't have let you monkey do the bloody work. And <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> the 
monkey with the love. Um, okay, well, discussion of the week, we're not really going to do it because we went no, two days ago. That's right. So We have a few people with their movies on there oh, and cookbooks. Right. And cookbooks. Yeah, people are doing a bit of both. Nice. So they're catering to both of us. So if you do want to get on there and add it to the discussion, it's Bevan's decided to veto last week's one and uh, go with top movies of all time. And also, I've got my two cents in there and your favourite cookbooks. Yeah, nice. And people have been sending through websites as well for cooking. Nice. Yeah, so they're doing good. I'm just trying to wing time. I've only done seven minutes for news. It's okay. We'll this be could fine. be the shortest show of all time. It could be. Could That's be. okay. I'll wing it. I'll interview you. Okay. Oh, cool, good. I like that. <laughs> All right, let's go. Age Gruber of the Week. I'm a happy man, John. The interviews come through. Phil, good old Philip. The Philinator. No, he's not the Philinator. No, the the There's question. only one Philinator, John. But, That's right. But he probably would smash the Philinator, wouldn't he? They're both strong cyclists. Yeah, mm. but he'd still smash the Philinator. <laughs> okay, Age Gruber of the Week this week was sent through from. Iron Mo, and she sent through a guy called Todd Crandall, and uh, you, you've actually read it, so tell it. So Todd, start, he, he was a man who started Racing for Recovery, which is racing, uh, racingforrecovery.com, yep. um, and that's for oh. battling alcohol and drug addiction, and he uses triathlon and activity to help others overcome addiction. Uh, I th- yeah, I think he le- led a pretty hard life for an early period of his life, and then kind of turned it around, didn't he? Yeah, but probably the, the, the biggest thing that he's done this year, as well as obviously inspiring other people, is he's... He, did a double up, he did Ironman Germany, and then one week later he went off and did Ironman Switzerland. Oh, nice. It's a big effort. First week he did uh, 12.12 at Germany, uh, did a 108 swim, 6.24 on the bike, 4.27 on the run. Next week, backed up, went over to Germany. Uh, Switzerland. Did, Switzerland, did 121, 6.54 and 4.50 for a 13... 17. 13, 17. So that's backing up two weeks in a row. I know the pros can, pros have done it, but I think for age groupers it's probably more difficult because they're not used to that that huge amount of training. So um, outstanding effort and great to see you know people putting back into the sport and, and, and other forms of it. it, it it's interesting, isn't it? Like the, our sport does attract people like this oh, who yeah. have had like a drug and alcohol history. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and you often find people who have. You know, like my father was an alcoholic, and I was definitely leading down that path until I was about twenty. And um, you often find people who are addictive. If you can give them a positive energy, then mm. you become really strong at it. And, you know, he's doing racing for recovery. So if you know people like that who, you know, are maybe struggling with our drugs and alcohol, maybe point them in the direction of his website because I'm sure there's some good information on there. Yeah. He's doing uh, great stuff. The one other thing I was going to say. Lost it. Oh, it was brilliant too, wasn't it? It was brilliant. It was life-changing, John. Oh, that's right. No, oh, it was, it was, the, was it life-changing? The, the, German, the German fella, now I've got to try to remember his name, was Andreas Nedrig. Yep. He wrote, he's uh, written a book, I think it's only in German, unfortunately, and he came back from drug addiction and he's he was like an Ironman winner. I think he won Ironman. He's I, cer- I recall certainly that, top three, I? top yeah. five. So he's, he's a great success story in terms of getting to the very, very top. Um, yep. But this is just a great story for... Now, now I seem to recall, now I could be wrong on this, but I think they're actually making a movie about Tom. Yes. Todd, I mean. Yeah, so um, I'm sure they'll send it through and we'll let everyone know once it comes out. So, so Well done, out. Todd. You are our age group of the week. week. Love your work. Righto, here's the website of the week. Wait a second. Website of the week and good old David Sempier sent through this one. Is that yeah. so? Yep, yep. 
I'm hoping it's Pierre. Pierre. And it's a YouTube clip again. We did one last week, but we're going to do this one this week as well. And it's of this guy who's doing a rap about being a cyclist. Performance. Performance, that's right. Yeah. And it is quite funny. I do like the bit where he did the car, but he didn't have a carbon bike. Because he's talking about getting all the top yeah, gear. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you look at his bike, the whole video going, well, you've got a crap bike, mate. Yeah. And then he actually, he acknowledges that. And I did find I that think, kind I of think funny. If you've got, you got a spare 2 minutes 49, you just want to have a little break from, from work during the day, just check it out. We'll put a link. It's up on YouTube. It's called Performance. The guy sort of is, is rapping along, taking the crap out of people that are riding sort of retro bikes. Yep. So it's quite insane. Okay, so thank you very much, David, for that. We're going to do a quick high five. One, two, three, four. High five. <sighs> No, because we've only done 10 minutes. Yeah, but we've got an interview. We've done the interview now. The interview's only 20. 20, that'd be fine. No, we're doing it. And we're doing it because Porno sent through a high five, and we only got it like 10 minutes ago, so I thought that's kind of on the moment. Okay. And it's Chris McDonald and bike racing, and it's it's kind of a high five, so we're going to do it. You're going to have to make it bigger if you want me to read that. Well, let me do this then. I'll do this. You you talk about something for a second, Chris McDonald is a multiple Ironman winner. He won uh, Louisville, I think. Um, I think he's also... I think he might have the course record at Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, He's also won Challenge Wanaka. Yep. And... uh, Nice guy. Nice guy. Came on Epic Camp this year. Came on Epic Camp. And he's also... Is that big enough for you? Do you want it bigger? I think I can read that. Sure. Uh, Yep. He's also got... I mean, we talked about backgrounds before in terms of the drug and alcohol side of things. I don't think Chris had a drug and alcohol. Heroin. Uh, he was in heroin, man. He used to needle up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's come from a background of, of no no background in triathlon, uh, or swimming, biking, or running, and made himself into a uh, very very good Ironman athlete. So uh, oh, I definitely think Chris is a bit of a lad if you talk to him. Yeah, no, I was I was I wasn't going to make any accusations, but I think he uh, yeah <laughs> you had a party. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay, and so he's, it's about um, road bike racing, and um, so you can go first. What types of distances and road bike races do you mostly do? He says criteriums and road races and some or, or TTs. You're right, I do love a bit of bike racing. I love all distances, but I mostly love race tours with an element of race, uh, of all racing in them. Nice. So I do, like doing a... It's kind know, of like an interview high five. Four, four, four day sort of uh, tour. Have you done a tour? Done tour to vineyards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So it's in New Zealand, it's like a... Three, three, day, three day tour it's a solid tour too isn't it it is yeah because middle days are hard why do you love road racing uh, for me there is no better training than bike racing and bike training racing you are not in control when someone else wants to go you have to go racing at the front of an Ironman is often like this you have to react to how the race unfolds in the race on your feet so to speak uh, also four to five days of hard bike racing does wonders for your bike fitness and now I have to say when I was really doing lots of racing mm. and you do a tour it just takes you to it just gives you that next EJ and it's for, yeah for, for guys that have maybe plateaued they've been doing the sport for you know a few years and you're finding your, your performance is plateauing especially biking um, bike racing can really take you to the next level for, for guys that are brand new to the sport you know you need to probably work a bit more on, on your endurance side of things and just getting used to riding your bike but for guys that are experienced this can take you to the next level well I think the thing to remember is also that that bike racing makes you mentally tough mm. you know like a cycle racing is a lot of those really short intense sections where you have to hold on like in a cycle race often if you can hold on for 10 seconds when the pack yeah you, you'll make it through the day mm. and it, as he's saying it's kind of coming and going all the time and so there's a lot more thinking involved and so mentally it's more challenging and also just that top end you just don't get that in endurance mm. training and so if you're, as John was saying, if you're a bit more of an kind of experienced athlete, that can definitely progress your way. And you got to also remember that at most bike races, and I guess I'm only really using New Zealand examples here, is it's pretty well graded. So you know, like yeah. if we, we have a, a winter series here, and it goes down to like E grade. Yeah. So you know, 
A grade is very, very fast, and uh, and I generally write B grade, yep. but it goes all the way down to E. So as long as you're pretty competent, you'll often find there is a suitable grade for you. First time I ever did A grade, yeah. got dropped on the first corner. Surprised <laughs> me. They, oh, they go out like this. I did. I managed to get later on. I was better at it, but the first time, I mean, it broke my heart. Yeah. And, and uh, I wasn't going to quit because I was making it as a training day. Yeah. And the B grade has caught me up. I felt like a right dork. <laughs> Okay, what are your best results from raid, uh, road racing? I've had several wins over the, the one-day racing in Australia and the US. I did win the Arizona State Criterium Champs a couple of months back and finished fourth on GC at a very hilly altitude race in New Mexico. Well, he's missed one big race here, John. What's that? He won the Christchurch Ashburton. Did he? Yeah. Oh, really? Did yeah, know that? yeah, years ago. And he won it because he TT'd it. Oh, really? Went off the front and won it. That was a pretty <laughs> good effort. It. Yeah, yeah. He's got the, yeah. I remember because I didn't know how good he was, and I remember oh, shit, he did. He's a triathlete. I might try to do that. That's <laughs> <laughs> in about five seconds. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you also do any mountain bike riding or racing? No, but I would love to be able to do some mountain bike riding. It's just a too tough to travel with so many bikes. Mm. Mm. Next one. This is too risky. It is. Yeah. Uh, did you do you do you did? Do you do this for fun or yeah. just for a part of your training? That's not what it says. It says, do you did this just mm-hmm. for fun or is it part of your training plan? There is an element of both in there. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> so, so what benefits do you see road racing uh, giving your triathlon racing? As I mentioned above, it takes control away from you. And if you can get comfortable with that, then things in Ironman seem a whole lot easier. We see today that Ironman is now a race not just as an event, um, and you have to be able to race your bike for 180k. I personally hate drafters. Oh, nice and have no respect for them. There is more drafting nowadays than ever. Bike racing gives me a little higher top end so I can hopefully get away from them. Nice. So, yeah. Okay. And where was this information come from? I know you said it came from Shawno the Porno, but has he copied it? Yeah, it came from the Shawno the Porno mag. Okay. <laughs> he had some good pictures in there, apparently. Right. <laughs> Anyway, no, whoever wrote that, uh, well done. Yeah, nice work. Uh, okay, let's put our interview on. See, we've got 17 minutes here. Nice. That was a good call, wasn't it? It was a fantastic call. Thank you. Right Righty ho, so on this week's show, we're very happy to have uh, Philip Graves, who's been on the, in the news the last few weeks. He ended up winning uh, Ironman UK in his first attempt at Ironman. He also won the UK 70.3, and probably what's interested most people is he's uh, only 20 years old. So, the youngest uh, ever Ironman winner in the history of the sport. Yeah, it's a nice nice record to hold. Yeah. Um, so welcome along to the show, Philip. Hiya. Hey, hey Philip, so can you maybe, yeah, you're pretty new on the scene in terms of um, international listeners and, and people observing triathlon. How long have you been involved in triathlon, and has that always been your background, or do you come from a, say, a swimming or cycling background more? Um, well, I've been involved in triathlon um, for the past six years. Uh, I've, I've been swimming since I was about three years old and running since I was about eight. So I come from like a swim run background, and I started cycling when I got into triathlon uh, when I was about age 14. And I've just come up through the um, British Triathlon World Class Programme, so I was like on, on the start programme. And then uh, on the potential program, like all aimed at Olympics and stuff like that. Um, but I was getting um, a bit caned on the running side of things because I'm not a very fast runner. So I just decided to uh, step up because I always knew that with my bike um, been uh, quite strong, that I could do a bit of impact on the uh, long distance side of things. So I've just been waiting around to uh, move up really and see what I could do. So you, you obviously started pretty young and... and a lot of um, people get concerned about you know people getting involved in 
um, endurance sports from a young age. I mean, going through the the system that you've been involved in, have you seen a lot of athletes um, burn out, or have you, have you has it been fairly well managed, and, and a lot of the junior athletes are still going or not? Um, well, I've se- I've seen such a lot of athletes just like quit and just leave the sport. I think. Me and my friend were having a discussion the other day about looking back at when we were about 15, 16. There was about 10, 12 guys all all really up there, all like at national championships and stuff like that. And now there's only about three of us left. There's me, Alistair Brownlee, and one other guy doing a bit of age group racing. That's about it. So it's sad to see everybody leave the sport like at university and stuff like that. But... For those, for, those, for those of us that keep going, I think there are, there are some great rewards there to be had. So. What, what do you put that down to? Why do you think those guys are pulling away from the sport? You know, they're obviously pretty elite at the young age and they pull away. What, what do you put that down to? Um, I'm not sure, really. I think it's just a lot of them sort of probably get a bit delu- disillusioned. Um, when they go to university, I think there comes a point where you either have to, like, make it or get a job yeah. and um, like there's only so many people can make it and make a living out of it yeah. whereas all the rest uh, if they've been having a lot of success at a young age and then they've sort of um, lost the way a little bit and not getting such good results and get a bit disillusioned and just gradually fall out of the sport through, through no, no fault of their own really but just like once they get off the program, it's it's very difficult to make it when you've had all that support for all those years. Yeah, and so, then you, it's just all gone, and you just you just don't know which way to go, really. Yeah, it's the same in all sports, though, really. Yeah, yeah. but it's a pity, but isn't it? Because if we could keep those guys in the sport, you know, they'd get more t- competition up, wouldn't it? The cream has certainly risen to the top in terms yeah. of the UK program. Though, yeah, it's been very successful. So, um, yeah, prior to this year, we obviously know of those two results we've already discussed. What what sort of results have you had in uh, in the UK scene and, and maybe um, in the European scene? Um, well, a couple of years ago, I did a bit of like domestiquing for the British squad at under twenty three level. Mm-hmm. I was only eight, I was only eighteen, so I was still like a second year junior athlete. But because I was a good swim biker, they chose me to domestique for a guy called Richie Nichols. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went to the under twenty three Europeans and under twenty three Worlds and. He, he was always about 90 seconds down out the water, so I'd pull him up, and he, he managed to win the European Championships. Mm. And I think I worked a bit hard for him on the bike at the Worlds, and he came fourth. But he's a good sub 30 minute runner, and mm. he's, he, he tried he tried to go to running for a bit, but he's just coming back into traffic now, so it'll be interesting to see how he does now. How, how fast were you doing a 10k in? Pardon? How fast were you running a 10k in? Uh, off the bike. Um, I probably go about low thirty six, maybe thirty five on a good day. So yeah. nothing world beating at all. Yeah. So uh, you talked about team racing there, and that's going to become more um, prevalent in, in the short course side of things. What's in it for you? You know, if you're going to the under twenty three world champs or, or European champs and, and sacrificing your race, um, do they? Com- yeah, they make that appealing. Do yeah. they compensate that for you for doing that, or or is that um, that's basically your role in the team, and you're happy with that? Well, that's just the role in the team, really. And, I mean, everything's paid for when we go and we get really well looked after. And, I mean, when you're 18 and you get chosen for an under-23 championships, it's, mm. like, quite a big thing. Well, it was for me anyway. So yeah. I was just really I was just really happy to be there, like, racing world championships in Hamburg and getting the opportunity to go out there and be at the front of the race. Cool. 
So, so you chose to do Ironman. Now, when you chose to do Ironman, do people advise you to actually wait a longer period to do that because you are reasonably young? Um, I'm not too sure, really. What, what, did you, what did you say again? Can you repeat the question? Um, so when you chose to do Ironman, were your, people around you, maybe your coaches and you know, other athletes saying maybe you should wait a little bit longer before you start to do it because you're so young? Oh, yeah, lots of people have, been, <laughs> have said that. Um, I know a lot of professionals have like been saying, oh, you should do 70.3 for a few years and find your way there. And yeah. But I've, I was looking at other athletes' performances and stuff like that, like Andy Schleck came second in the year at 21 years old, and there's people riding like the same sort of race who are only 19 and stuff like that. And it's like, if they can, if they can do those sorts of events, why can't I do an Ironman? You know, it should make sense. And when it, when it comes to the, you know, you build up for the race, um, did you train, change your training massively? Uh, I read somewhere you hadn't, you hadn't run the distance. Um, were, you, were you training as an Ironman or, or was it just an event you were going to do and you were still, you know, maybe training more sort of half Ironman distance and, and short course stuff? Um, well, I put in a couple of, like, key um, specific sessions. for I, ra- I raced in the national... 100 mile time trial championships and got a good result there and learnt a lot from it and just been putting in constantly long runs and stuff like that so I'm self-coached so I just do what I think I need to do and hopefully it'll pay off. When you said you learnt a lot from doing the time trial nationals, what did you learn? Um, just about the nutrition side of things and the pacing because I went through 25 miles in 52 minutes and then kind of blew up a bit so... Yeah. I just, just you just have to be a bit um, conservative about how you how you start the race and just don't go too hard too early. Okay. And maybe just talk us through your day at Ironman UK. You know, from from start to finish, and and what was going through your mind? Any ups and downs you had? Yeah, um, we, we were actually camping. We we camped at Half Ironman UK as well, just opposite the transition area. Yeah. So it's really useful to like be up be up at like we got up at four fifteen because the race only starts at six. So it's really convenient, you can just get up, have your breakfast and then just basically walk down to the swim start. And the swim, um, it's completely different to like Olympic distance racing because Olympic distance racing is just, you absolutely sprint as fast as you can to the first boy. But obviously with Ironman racing, when there's only about 20, 30 guys there, it's a lot more conservative. I mean, just set off at a steady pace and just find some feet. Me, me and Stephen uh, swam together for the whole swim. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I beat him out of the water, and then <laughs> did you sprint um, or could, did you just uh, you just happened to lead out? Um, well, I, well, he led for a lap, and then he kind of like sat up, <laughs> and he, I think he wanted me to lead. So I thought, <laughs> okay, then. So I just I just led around. My, my plan was to sit on his feet for the whole way around because I just wanted to preserve as much energy because I knew it was going to be a long day, and yeah. if I absolutely smashed it on the swim, I knew that I might only gain two minutes, but I'd probably lose about ten minutes on the run. Yeah. yeah. So, the good, but the good thing about doing coming from like a standard distance background is you get used to like running as fast as you can through transition. Yeah. So I really tried to go really hard up the first hill, and I'm still getting used to like the bag system, the using Ironman. So yeah. Stephen like dropped me a bit through uh, transition, but I managed to overtake him after about two k on the bike, and then just put my head down and went for it. Um, so there's like three laps, sixty three three sixty k laps on the bike, and the first lap I went really, really hard and took about five minutes out of him. Yeah. And then I really started to suffer because uh, it, was, it, was it was a lot more windier and uh, hilly and 
twisty and turny and the road surface just was not so good so it made it tough going all day so I took five minutes out of him on the first lap and then I just took uh, a minute out of him on each of the other laps so yeah. I came into transition with a seven minute lead which was alright from my perspective anyway so, so because we've, we've been talking about your race and we looked at your time trial, um, time you did at the National Time Trial Champs, and uh, it was a lot faster than what you did in the race, so you were actually going, you weren't conserving on the bike. Um, well, most most of our racing over here is done like on dual carriageways and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So, well, at the, at the National 100, it was like t- about the first 60 miles was on dual carriageway, oh, and okay. the um, last 40 miles was on single carriageway. So it makes it a lot easier to go really, really fast. And obviously, um, because Ironman UK was really, really sporting, like, yeah. it's not designed for fast times at all. Like, yeah. the, there's just the amount of junctions there was and stuff like yeah. that. It's just speeding up and slowing down and stuff like that. And obviously with the time trial, it's just one one concerted effort. Just go as hard as you can. And you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about running off it. And you haven't swum beforehand. And obviously you can put, like... Um, Aero booties on and stuff like that, and mm. you don't you don't have to fuel really. You just fuel just to get into the 100. You don't have to think about fueling for a marathon or anything like that. So you don't really have to eat. You can get most of your calories from just drinking and stuff like that. Yeah. So so, so although in saying that, were you conserving anything for the run, or were you just kind of still going pretty hard on the bike? Um, I just I just I just tried to go at a solid pace, like a best pace that I could go on the bike. So. So I didn't really know what to expect and I didn't know how the bike would hit me and stuff like that and yeah. coming off the bike I was just like how on earth am I going to be able to run this marathon but <laughs> once I was on the run I just tried to put out just put out my mind that I'd done the swim and done the bike and just concentrate on it as a single running event I think it's a lot easier if you look at it like that yeah and so to, um, going through the run I mean um were you pacing it? Were you, you sort of running to your effort, or were you keeping an eye on Stephen and basing your race off that, or how did you sort of play it out? Um, I just tried to keep it a solid effort all the way around, really, because I knew that I knew that after about halfway it'd get pretty tough. And if Stephen took a couple of minutes out of me on the first ten uh, k of the run, so I was getting pretty worried. But then the gap sort of stabilised, so and I was running pretty well. I just felt comfortable and. And you know, I just get in from aid station to aid station and trying to get a gel and some drink every aid station. And um, by about halfway, my legs were in absolute pieces. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just used to running on the trails mostly, so yeah. to run all the run on the concrete, yeah. pounding. Because I'm quite a big athlete as well, just pounding along. It sort of uh, makes your legs go a bit um, leady, really. So. <laughs> And um, I mean, did, when you you came down the finishing chute, had you had you had you gone to the absolute maximum effort, or had you once you'd sort of maybe got into that last ten k and you, you knew Stephen was still quite a way back, did you just sort of button off a little bit, or did you go basically as as hard as you possibly could? Oh no, it's solid effort all the way around. I mean, the the, the last the last bit of the run was um, like an out and back section, and it's like up a hill and then back uh, down the hill. And I knew that Stephen was really, really good on the downhill because mm. uh, he's got like, long stride length and that's where he's taking most of his time out of me. So I just, the last K, I just I tried to just go as hard as I could so he couldn't catch me. Because <laughs> um, the, the, he took about another two minutes off me in the last, like, five, six K. Oh, really? So I was just going as hard as I could, really, just sprinting for my life. At, at what point did you know you had, had won the race? Um... 
probably with about, only with about 500 metres to go. Really, oh, really? I'd come around the, around, so yeah, once I'd come around the last corner, because I just didn't know how fast he was closing me down, and obviously I felt like absolute death. So he just, just like, because I, I'd never raced it anything before, I didn't know how he'd finish or how he was feeling. I mean, he looked pretty spent, but, mm. I mean, I must have looked dreadful, and I still managed to pull something out of the bag, so... <laughs> So, yeah, it's obviously a couple of fantastic races for you this season, um, and we, we know the prize money is not great in Ironman, but it's it's still um, it's still something. I mean, how, how are you managing to make a living at the moment? Is it uh, sort of panning out well for you, and, and have the sponsors come flooding in since you had a couple of good results? Are you making your millions, you know? <laughs> uh, well, I'm, 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 I'm like a full-time student at the moment. I mean, this is like summer holiday for us at the moment. I'm doing history just at the local university. Um, so really that's like the first thing I do yeah. and that's like I'm getting like student loan and stuff like that so that's sure. helping me through there but I'm also part of a team Active Instinct which is a new British development team this year yeah. and we've got we've got a range of sponsors Gatorade, Sailfish, Sakoni and a, couple, a power bar as well who are really looking after us um, I'm just I'm, about next year I'm, I like to be my last year at university so mm-hmm. I just want to stay around here next year and concentrate on finishing my studies and then turning pro after that, so we'll see. I don't. We'll see after Kona this year. So. So you and Kona? Oh yeah, definitely. It's been like a lifelong dream to do that race. So I'm going to go for experience because I've never raced out of Europe before. So it'll be a massive learning curve this year. Yeah. Um, but I just want to go out there and race people who have looked up to and like idolised for the last couple of years. And yeah. See how they race, and then I'll when I come back, I'll be able to know what it takes to win in Kona. Hopefully. So tell us a bit about this, this Team Active Instinct. I mean, uh, we're looking at the website now. It looks like a young young bunch of athletes. Um, other than sort of helping out with sponsors, I mean, do you guys train together, or what's the sort of longer term plans for it? Um, well, this year it's um, just like just first year this year, but hopefully, like in the future, we're trying to um, become like Team TBB or Dresden Kleinway or Comet Commerce Bank as it is now. Yeah. Um, there's a we're just like a group of mainly north of England athletes and a couple of age group athletes as well mm-hmm. who were just um, it's it's used to support people who uh, aren't really on the British triathlon programme but who want to concentrate on duathlon and long distance triathlon as well because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, because it's not an Olympic sport British triathlon um, don't give as much uh, attention to those different uh, areas of the sport yeah Okay. Um, yeah. And if people want to check that out, you can go to teamactiveinstinct.com. Is that your sister on the team as well? I saw somebody else with the surname, Grace. Yeah, yeah, she's my sister. She, uh, she's having a busy few months there. Uh, she's off to the uh, World Triathlon Championships in uh, Gold Coast yeah. at the end of this month, and then she's flying, uh, she's flying home, and then she's going straight over to um, uh, Concord in America to race the she World Duathlon Championships. So yeah. She came... I think she's European Junior Duathlon champion, yeah. and she came third at the European Junior Tri Champs in Holton. So wow, she's had so a good year as well. well. You're a young man; you're only 20. And what's it like being, you know, such a full-on athlete and with your social life? You know, because it, most guys at 20 are really kind of out there partying, especially at university. They're living it pretty large. Whereas you're at a stage where you're trying to be a pro athlete and studying at the same time. How do you mix up? you know, balance in a lifestyle like that? Um, I think it takes a lot a lot of discipline really. I don't I don't go out partying, I'm teetotal, I don't drink at all and yep. really 
uh, my philosophy is like you don't you don't miss what you've never done. So yeah, I don't. I don't really miss it because I've never done it. I don't really miss it, so I don't see it as a great sacrifice. Really, yeah. it's just what I've always known. So it's what I do. Nice. In terms of your future plans, you've talked about Kona. I mean, beyond this year, um, you, know, you talked about you know, more domesticing may may start to happen and Olympic distance triathlon. Um, is your future you know, solely focused on Ironman, or are you um, what, what, else, what sort of is your your outlook for the next say three or four years? Um, obviously, I want to win Kona. That's the big aim in the next, uh, well, ten years of my life, really. Um, yeah. But the look, the 2012 Olympics at home, and maybe too good an opportunity to miss, really. So yeah. I'll just I'll just have to see how things go between now and then. And but I think personally, for me, Ironman there's a lot more prestige. I, I think it, for me, it's a bit like cycling, where the Olympics don't really mean that much. I think. Yeah. Ironman is what I want to do and what my heart's set on really and Kona is the ultimate goal really cool we've got a few questions we always ask um, our random questions our, our sort of uh, pro athletes that come on the show we know you still study but you you, 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 hey, you want to race mate <laughs> that's good you're a champ. For us. this first question is um, probably quite a tricky one for you to answer because you're, you're still such a young man but anyway um, it is will you race as an age grouper when you think you're done with your pro, pro triathlon career Oh God, that's it's like twenty years away, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, hopefully that's a long, long way off. Um, oh, I, I, I don't know. Um, I just want to keep going as long as possible, and I'll just keep, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep racing and training for as long as I enjoy it. So, yeah. if I can't be competitive as a pro, then obviously, if I still love the sport, I'd love to go do it as an age grouper. But hopefully, after after I retire. Maybe going to a coaching role or something like that because I'd, I'd like to see other athletes um, achieve like what I've achieved, and cool. it'd just be good to help other people, really. Nice. Do you use moisturiser or facial products? Oh God, no. <laughs> You're a man after my heart. No, not in, not in a million years. <laughs> oh, we'll come back in ten years and ask you that question. No, don't 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 get sucking under Bevan's philosophy. <laughs> Number number three. Um, how long do you stretch on average per week? Oh, <laughs> um, I do quite. I do quite a lot actually. I've, I've just I've just like last week bought a Nintendo Wii and a Wii Fit. Yeah. So I've been on the <laughs> nice. Wii Fit for quite. I've been on the Wii Fit for quite a bit this week. Uh, but the fit, the physio's been telling me that um, if I do a bit too much, there's uh, some people have been coming in with Wii injuries. Oh so really? I can do, yeah. So I've just I've just got to be careful, but. I stretch after every run, and I do I do quite a bit. I'd say hours wise, probably two hours. I'll say nice. that's enough. Two hours. If you, if you were to run an open marathon, what kind of time would you do it in? Um, well, I did a half marathon about last year. I went one seventeen, but I think I've come a long way since oh, then. Yeah. Hopefully, I'd be looking under two forty. That's I think that's realistic. I went 2.52 at Ironman UK, so yeah. I'd say 2.40. Yeah, nice. nice. And number five, uh, do you wax or shave? Legs. Oh, shave, shave. shave. Oh, so you won't put yeah. moisturiser on, but you shave your legs? No, no. Oh, well, no, well, I use, uh, like, a, um, what is it, a, uh, like, electric razor thing, yeah. so you don't need any any of these Nancy <laughs> Pansy products or anything like that, so. <laughs> One, one more question for um, when you're thinking about your career long term you know on the money side of things do you actually have a plan 
to kind of make money for that first period of time. You know, obviously winning the UK 70.3 and Ironman has obviously helped for your exposure, but do you have a plan for that first period? Um, really, I just want to be financially secure and uh, just to in, enjoy myself and get the opportunity to travel and stuff. Obviously, I want to set down my route somewhere. So obviously, I want to have some money and obviously I want to... I want to have I want to have a nice car, maybe a nice Ferrari, something like that. Nice. So, oh, you're in the right spot for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thinking is because I don't drink, all the money that I save not drinking, I'm going to put in a little fund, and that'll be my Ferrari fund. Nice. So hopefully one day it should nice. build up so I can afford a, a nice Ferrari. Great. Awesome. Well, we'll be following your progress and maybe catch up with you and Kona. We're going to be over there doing um, podcasts from over there. So. Well, All right. Uh, well, what's your sort of um, your racing schedule between now and Kona? Yeah, uh, I'm doing. I'm just doing a local triathlon this weekend, and then the weekend after, I've got a local hundred mile time trial just to test my form, and then I've got a month off, and then I've got a fifty mile time trial, which I'll just. I think that's the weekend before I fly out to Kona. Yeah. So that'll just be used just to give a quick blast out foot legs, and then go to Kona, and then see what I can do. Nice. nice. Uh, all the very best for you for a year. And if people want to uh, check out Philip, you go to teamactiveinstinct.com. And um, yeah, all the best for the rest of the year. And we'll uh, hopefully catch up with you and Kona. And we look forward to watching yeah. your future, See mate. You and Kona. Yeah, sweet. Thanks. Question and answer. And where are questions. they? So plural, uh, singular. Question. Singular. Question. question and answer. Okay, uh, it's more of a comment and maybe a little bit of. Uh, Should I get some more questions while you're doing this? No, that's all right. Um, it's your show. They no, like the show. They like long shows, John. That's fine. Uh, who sent this through? Michael. Michael Langley, who we've got to get a nickname for, which we haven't done yet. Be- no, be- I'll get them. Don't worry. Okay. So I can't read. <laughs> okay, wait a second. Here's a new issue that I may evoke from a rent from John. Okay, oh, no, this is a really good one, actually. So Iron Man Louisville. Oh, now you can read. Yeah, well, no, I can read it, but you started playing with pages and it disappeared. Ah. That's why I couldn't read it. Um, well, no, no, I'm going to do it. It's a unique... Okay, so basically it had 1,800 people normally start, but this year they've taken up to 3,000 entrants. It's caused a bit of a problem because the swim starts now are a big issue because to start swim through 3,000 people at one time. So what they've done... They did this last year too and the year before, I think. Yeah, well, what they do then is they're letting people go off at one minute intervals, is it, or what are the intervals? I don't know if it's at one minute intervals. Maybe five-second intervals. You just, you, it's one person starts at a time. Yeah, and we reckon it'll take about 40 minutes for everyone to get into the water. So mm. the first person will lead off and then you know maybe five-second part you know drops off the part. It'll be about 40 minutes later, the last person will take off. The problem is, is that they're not giving you a cutoff time to represent that. So if you start 40 minutes later, you've only got 16 hours 20 to finish the race. Mm. And he wants to hear your rant. But as long as they tell people that, that that's the rules, that's fine. Oh, you're not going to rant about <laughs> it? I'm not rant about that. That's the thing. If, if they pulled this on race week and said, uh, oh, right, so it's, it's an individual start and you just uh, dive off and you go individually, then then that's a real problem but the thing is if they say this is how the race is going to be run um, I don't agree I think it's a, a stupid idea but but that's um, if, as long as they say that's fine it's also first in first serve when it comes to lining up that, that, again, I, again I think it's a stupid idea well, come on John give me a rant he wants but, a rant but, no but there's no rant because they, 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 they tell you anger no they tell you this is the rules and you, you go well I don't want to do that I'll go and do a different race 
John. But it, it, well, it, it didn't work, did it? Because they got 3,000 entrants. Well, that's, a, that's <laughs> the thing. I just, I just don't understand why people go to races and they bitch and complain afterwards when they know that's the rules. It's the same thing like with Clearwater. Clearwater you go to Clearwater, it's going to be a draft fest. If you go there, you know that before. Why would why can't complain afterwards? Well, that's different, but I do disagree with Clearwater because I think with Clearwater, it's the world champs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you want to go to world champs. Yeah. You know, so that's the appeal of doing the race. Sure, if Clearwater was just another 70.3, you may think to yourself, you know what? I don't want to do that race. It's a draft fest. But because it's the world champs, it holds the prestige that a lot of people are aiming for. And so in that way, it's disappointing that you go to a race that is a draft fest. You can go to the, world, the ITU world long distance champs. Yeah, but that's just not the same, is it? Well, it's, why it's, isn't that the same? It's not because they don't have many races, do they? Yeah, it's yeah. Not, not a series and stuff. Yeah, but I no, no, go because we're uh, trying to get some time. I, I don't think Clearwater has that much prestige. You know? Yeah, but it is a world champs, self-proclaimed world champs. Yeah, well, true. Yeah, but so is Kona. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Maybe we could have the Ironman World Camp champs. You could. Yeah, like we should do that sort of race yeah. called the World Champs. Yeah, there's no reason why uh, Challenge couldn't say this is a Challenge World Champs. You know, that's that's the thing when you don't one strong world governing body um, you, you can't really do that anyway there's a guy who was a marketer and his book was called number one bestseller yeah yeah, yeah. and it worked it was it became a number one bestseller anyway back to this point so basically you need to be aware that if you're going to Louisville it's going to be an individual start I think it's a bit strange you know you're okay, racing, John, you're racing John, against John, people John. Um, yeah. I, mean, I want to get a rant out of here John what do you think about people wearing helmets no <laughs> <laughs> what are we thinking is this is doing for our sport is this going to get you renting no, not really. Oh, come on, John. I, I just think that if, if there was... It's a, elitist, and it's hurting the smaller person. Well, I think I, I, I think with the the elite um, pro athletes, they probably start together yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, but, but the problem is, it's like the 17-year-old guy, mm. it's, it's shutting him out, isn't it? Because he's going to be at the back of the pack in the water, isn't he? He's going to be starting at the 40-minute It's only going to affect 10 people in the race. The, 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 the cut-off... Oh, so they're, they're not important, John. They just need to know the rules. They need to make sure that they get to the front of the line so then they've got 17 hours. They need to be organised. So what, you're saying your 17 hours needs to be, you want to go first and get smashed by everyone else? Yep. Totally. <laughs> you're an evil man, John you faster. You're an evil man. Anyway, yeah, I, I think it's, um, it's it's strange that you choose somewhere where you can't have a mass, mass start um, in, a, in a safe way. So anyway, that's the rules. And as long as they tell you about them well in advance. Should they do that in Kona? Uh, no, because they've got plenty of space to, to, to have a more start. I, th- I would imagine the only reason they're doing this is because uh, it's a safety issue in terms of starting. And, and I personally, I think they should probably move the race uh, to somewhere else where, where they can't have a mass start, or at least wave starts. Two days? What? Having a race over two days. Logistically, it's pretty hard, isn't it? Yeah, just put another race somewhere else in the country. Okay. There's plenty of choice out there. But then what about what about the line? I'm just trying to get more time. Yeah, what about the line? Let's say you're pretty good, but you're going to race as an age grouper. Yeah. You turn up late, you're 30 minutes back in the line. Yeah, but then you get to pass lots of people. and that gets Yeah, but it slows advanced. you down. And the guy, who's, the guy who's in your age group, who's trying to qualify for Kona, yeah. starts from 30 minutes ahead. I just wouldn't go. Come on, I got you. Yeah, no, I? I just wouldn't go to the race. I'd just say, that's a stupid idea. I'm not going to that race. Okay. Well, there you go. Go to k226.com, find a non-WC race, you'll be fine. Okay. Or a different WTC race. There's so much choice out there. Okay, right? bigger issue. Okay, <laughs> bigger issue. Is this going to become the norm? I think wave starts is going to become the norm. I don't think individual starts are going to become the norm, but I think wave starts will yep. in time. Okay. Well, that's good because we've got five minutes out there. You nice. did well to keep renting. Okay, I'm going to pause because we we're going to put we've, we've got a couple of nicknames. I've got a couple for you to... Okay, you, we'll, we'll pause. We'll pause. Wait a second. We're back, we're back on, John. Okay. We're back on. We've made up the nicknames. And we've got, first of all, Brent... Now, Brent is, his last name's Hammer. 
Yep, Hemner. Hemner. Yep. And we're calling the Golden Boy. Golden Boy. Golden Boy Brit Hemner. Next up, these are all people that have uh, very thankfully donated. Yeah, so if you want to donate to the show, you can go to our website and imtalk.me, and in the bottom right hand corner, we've got a donation page, and we really appreciate people want to donate to the show. Next one is Yancey Arrington, and we've called him the Punch Drunk Lover. Punch Drunk Lover. Nice. Next up. Cool. Uh, we've got, next up, you've got a couple of choices there, Bevan. We've got Darren. Leslie. Yeah, and was could, a good Christchurch boy. Yeah, he could be called the British Bulldog. Nice. Because he's, he's from Great Britain. And there was a wrestler with the British Bulldog. Um, what was the other one I came up with? Um, it was... I'll just go with that one. It was. I was going to come up with one. He, he he did Challenge Wanaka. Yeah. And he did... Were you there? I don't know. Yeah, I remember always. Because he helped out with Fibber Camp. Yeah, and he did the, the, we did the first lap of the run, and then he was completely... Game over. Game over, and he just stumbled his way around. So I was thinking of something, something along that line. Uh. And the other one was... He always, he's broken his collarbone and his shoulders like three times on each side. He like gets get, goes and does one, um, gets one fix, and then he goes and falls off his bike, uh, breaks man. the other one. Shouldn't gets fall off your fix, bike. Broke again. Yeah. So, anyway, Darren. British, British Bulldog. Bulldog. Okay, Christopher Day, the Dark Knight. The Dark, yeah, the Dark Knight. Yeah, because it's Day Knight. Day Knight, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Christopher Christopher Day, the Dark Knight. Erin uh, Lee now she actually does her own podcast what was it called I can't remember yeah, if you go on to um, her yeah, Athlinks page she's got a Twitter thing and you'll be able to find out um, more details about it there and her podcast I had listened it's really good because it's it's kind of for the person she's she's a mum she's fitting life around kind mm. of like the whole package so we called her the total package Erin Lee nice beautiful and then you did this one Michael the Limb Reaper Langley <laughs> the Limb Reaper Limb Reaper because he does quite a few races got a few good results up there on Athlinks oh we love the work Nice. Okay, sponsors. Coffees of Hawaii. We're going to insert the Coffees of Hawaii song in now. What, do I have it still? I'll, I'll send it over to you. I've got it. Make sure you do. I will. <laughs> Why could you? Coffees of Hawaii. If you want to get some Coffees of Hawaii discount, you put in the code IAMTALK, 20% off. Coffee of Hawaii. It's going to be all deep boys, eh? Okay, here we go. Here's the music. Well, here's the, the Hawaiian guy. The clip. What did he say? Just put it in. Hawaii. Yeah. How did he say? Hawaii. 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 Here's Hawaii. <sighs> Give time. What to give? Gotta be something Hawaii, authentic, from the Aina. Here it is. Coffees of Hawaii is offering its Molokai Estate gift tin. Three half-pound bags of great coffee packaged in a handsome metal box. <laughs> I like the box. This Molokai coffee is 100% grown and processed at the Coffees of Hawaii Plantation in Kuala Pool, where they roast the same day they ship. Go to coffeesofhawaii.com where you can mix and match the new Kono Nightingale bean or the island-style blends. Coffee captures the essence of its soul and weather. That's why at Coffees of Hawaii, we say, Sipta Aina. Essentials Hawaii. Coffeesofhawaii.com Yeah. Okay. We're off on Athlinks right now, so this works well. Okay. So we hey, go- if we go to go to the uh, expo. Okay, expo. And we've, we have had the request in lately for people to, to sign up, and we've gone up in numbers a bit here. Nice. Up to five seven five. We're, we're, we're currently in third place. Third place. We're in front of uh, Nike, in front of Apple. Yeah. Just behind. We're a little bit behind Garmin, a little bit behind Asics. We need to keep that cranking up. Yeah, we really want to beat Asics. We want to be number one, really. 
Yeah. Because that means we're number one. We want to be the first to 1,000. And that should not oh. be that should not be hard based on the number of listeners. We know how many listeners there are. Yeah, we know how many years on Athletes as well. So if you're on Athletes and you haven't joined our club, yeah. shut it up. So basically just get on there. Um, just uh, you just go onto the Expo page. You'll see the Iron Man Talk, uh, IAM Talk logo. And you just uh, add as a partner. And then you uh, get hooked up. And you can see the whole IAM, IAM Talk community out there. And in regards to that, if you want to have a group as well, so if you have an area you want to talk mm. about, you know, if you want to have a marathon group on Athlinks or you want to have Christchurch Marathon Group on Athlinks, you can start your own groups and get people involved with the group as well. So it's a really great way to mm. communicate Tri-clubs, with your groups. fantastic thing to do. Yep. Local businesses, uh, you can identify you know, local athletes in your area. And, uh, yeah, and obviously make sure you go in there, get all your results up there, and also put all your upcoming races in there as well. John, mm-hmm. if you wanted to buy... A new crank for your bike. Where would you go? Trybikes.com. Why, John? Because you get good deals. And you know what? If you went there right now, you get a crank on sale. It's a, ro- it's it's a, a rotor crank. It's a rotor crank, John. It's not to... Oh, they gave me wheels. But if you want a wheels, where would you go? You also go to Trybikes.com. <laughs> and why is that, John? Because they've got deals, Bevan. Deals galore. And what's so good about when you buy stuff at Trybikes.com, John? You get free shipping if you spend... No, you're joking. You do. But right, like if you spend $10,000? No, you spend $200 if you're in America. $200? $500 if you're in this, anywhere else in the world. And, and what? Free shipping anywhere. Ship you anywhere? If you get some wheels, pretty much all wheels are going to be over $500. they will get shipped free anywhere in the world. Wow. Simple. What is that, John? It's a no-brainer. Oh, John, you're a clever right. man. I'm glad I know you. So there you go. Straightforward. They've still got their sale on there, and there's a ton of good stuff, especially on um, clothing, you know, the end-of-season clothing. for, oh, for everything. You can get wheels. You can get wetsuits. Yeah. You can get toolkit for your bike. Your Kiwis, your Aussies, your South Africans. You know, the season is, is coming around the corner. I can see the sun rising earlier in the morning each day. You've got your supplements on here now. Yeah. Look at that. Soul sticks, 17 bucks. That's pretty cheap. Mm. That is cheap. We pay 50 bucks in New Zealand for that. Really? We get ripped. For 17 bucks, you're probably looking at about, yeah, about 20, 26 bucks New Zealand. Yep. A little bit of shipping. Going to save yourself a good 30% on what you pay in New Zealand. It's a no-brainer, John. Okay. Um, anything else, John? What are we going to do? We're done the nicknames. Bike chooses are done. If you're in Christchurch, you'll know someone who wants to do a half marathon, check out my website, raceteam.co.nz. Um, so sponsors are athlinks.com, coffeeshawaii.com, and trybuys.com. You're taking them a roll. I know, well, you, you missed it. Then. Okay. okay. Uh, Millie haven't been my sharpest. Pick up the slack. You weren't happy when I didn't have the phone number, were you? I wasn't happy. John just goes quiet. Is that what you do with Belinda? Yeah. <laughs> you just go quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like the disappointed son. <laughs> <laughs> go, oh, I should have got his phone number. And John just went quiet. And I was like, sorry, Dad, I tried my piece. <laughs> That's what Thomas is going to get, isn't yeah, he's it? He's going to get the quiet response. Just, yeah, look, Thomas, I'm just disappointed in just, you. That's enough, sir. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> Cold shoulder. Cold shoulder. So does Belinda get mad at you when you go quiet? John, I just want to talk to you about it. Yeah. Uh, Communication. And do you come around? I should give you this book I read. The Relationship Cure. Changed my life. Okay. It did. Honestly, if you're out there and you're in a struggling relationship, it's by a guy called John Gottman. Changes your life. Right. It's about communication, John. Okay. And it's towards communication and there's away from communication. Mm-hmm. And the worst communication you can have is away from. And that's when if your partner talks to you and you ignore them. Okay. <laughs> do you do that sometimes? <laughs> Tactics, Bevan. <laughs> no. You're destroying your relationship. And so get the book. I'll give it to you. I'll go to it as an audio book. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Thank Belinda you. will thank me. Thank what does Belinda do when she's angry? She yells. She lets me know about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Joe were angry at me for the first time ever. We haven't had a fight. We've been seeing each other for a year that's and a half. That's not healthy, though. No, well, not healthy well that's fights. the thing. I went round and I'd lost her car key, car door opener. Yeah. You know, the garage door opener. Turned out, luckily, it actually turned up in the car. It just fallen in a, a weird spot. But I went round... And she'd never been mad at me. I've never, yeah. like, I haven't experienced pain in this relationship yet. Mm. I went around and I borrowed her car and I said, Oh, babe, I've, I've lost your garage door open. And she didn't have a backup one. Mm. And she just gave me the, the evil eye and I got the cold shoulder. Good. And I said, Maybe I should go. And she goes, Maybe you should. Yeah. And I was gone. Yeah. <laughs> and I tried the cuddle, didn't get the cuddle. Yeah. Cut, yeah, it wasn't good times. The friction's good. Yeah, I, and, and I felt really bad. Do you know you what should. I did then? What? I went and bought a new one, and then the other one found out. Oh, <laughs> <turned up>. no. <laughs> so that's your punishment, you see. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so, you, so you learn. Uh, you're in Australia when this goes live to air. Yeah. What am I doing in Australia? Lying on the beach. Actually, about now, I'm in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm Not quite Ad- on the beach then. In Adelaide, it'll be a bit fresh on the beach there. Yeah, but then we're going to drive the Great Ocean Road. Right. Have you done that? No. Have you been to Australia much? No, not much. Really? I'm going there a couple of weeks after you. Why, why no, haven't you been no. to Australia much? Oh, that's the place you're going from, New Zealand. Yeah, but I go everywhere else. Yeah, but I know that. Come on. I've been to Mooloolaba once, did a race there. Have you, oh. Oh, we, did epic, we did epic camp over there. So you've only ever ridden in Australia. Have yeah, you been to the theme parks? No. Um, Have you ever been to theme parks? Yeah, I've been to ones in the States and stuff. Okay. And uh, Euro Disney. Okay. Australia's just like New Zealand. It's just a bit warmer. Yeah, Australia's pretty cool. Yeah. It's cheap too. Yeah. You know, you're not... Yeah. No. no. Okay. Are you staying longer when you go this time? No, I'm just getting out a few days. <laughs> Watch the race, get, get back on the plane, back over here. Okay, well, I'm in Australia. What do you got on for the next couple of weeks? So I'm thinking ahead to next weekend. I'm doing the 10K Canterbury Championships. Measured, it's like a, it's an official 10K. Oh, so really? Like, so like it's, they it get the be wheel, world championship time. They get wheel, the wheel out there, and so it's accurate. So you can't have any What are you going to do? So, no, I just want to be mentally strong. I'm saying yeah. you're going to do 34, 38. I'm a little bit disappointed with that. Hopefully, I well, think, I just think you're a bit unfit at the moment. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'd like to go about 34 flat, but I'm more concerned about being a bit mentally stronger. I let my, my guard down a bit in the last oh, race. Oh, really? Why? Mm. Just crumbled a little bit under pressure. When the pressure came on, I didn't quite respond. So, so why is that? Because, you know, sometimes you're in your mojo and you just got that flow. Not racing for a long period of time. Yeah. I think that's probably you the main thing. And, and not doing much hard training as well. So, um, yeah. If you want, I can come right beside you for a bit when you do your running to pace you. That's okay. You know what I mean? I'll have some people up the road to be uh, to be catching. So anyway, that's my plan. And other than that... Uh, Do you want me to get you some smokes? Duty free? Yep. <laughs> B&H 20s. <laughs> mental. <laughs> be great. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks thanks and you're in Australia. We've talked about that. Yeah, I'm in Australia. Anything yeah. else? No. You know what? I need to go to Australia. Because mm. I've just been stressed leading up to it. Oh, stress is not good. I know, John. I'm going to get, gonna gonna get somebody on the show. If anybody's got any recommendations, actually, on that, I'm going to get somebody on the st- show to talk about stress, depression, etc. Because there's a lot of it out there, and uh, we want to have some some ideas and tactics on how to deal with it a little bit better. Yeah, totally. Okay then. Let's I'm Russ. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.